Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. And hello again, all my friends out there in podcast land. Welcome back to another episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast. My name, as always, is Jason A. Meiske, author, podcaster extraordinaire, <laughs> and your host for the next length of time as we have a nice little conversation with another fantastic author and get to listen to a very, very interesting chapter, uh, something completely out of the box today. So I know you're going to. I know you're going to like it. I know you don't want to miss it. Hang in there. This is going to be a fun ride today. Hey, I hope your Labor Day was good. You know, this was, it was Labor Day weekend uh, just the other day. Uh, I had a busy, busy week. I was gone at a work conference all week. So just a little bit of work on the podcast. Uh, did get to fit in some, uh, some writing. Got a couple of workouts in at the hotel. So that was kind of nice, you know, having a completely different schedule for a week. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now that I'm home again, we'll see. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know how that's going to go. I, I'm just stiff and sore from the workouts and more tired than ever. But, uh, you know, I'm back here in front of the podcast desk, still doing a little bit of writing, and uh, just nice to nice to be home, nice to be back, and uh, getting into my regular schedule. So, But I hope your Labor Day was good. I hope you had a good time with your family, got to spend some time doing some things that you want to do. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, Anyway, speaking of writing, if you are an author, if you know an author, if you have a friend who wrote a book and doesn't know what to do now, if you are an author who just wrote your first book and now you're waiting to see what's going to happen, if you have a dream author that you would love for me to interview, all of the above, all of you, everybody listening, (laughs) send them my way. Let me know. How do you do that? Well, reach out to me. Uh, Sample Chapter Podcast on Facebook. We have our Twitter page. Also, it's the Sample Chapter Podcast. You can email us at samplechapterpodcast at gmail.com. Any of those methods. Reach out to us. Let us know who you are. You know, If you want to come on the show and read a sample chapter from your, your brand new published book or you have a book that's coming up but it's available on pre-order right now, or if you have a friend, if you know somebody that's going on, hey, if you know how to get a hold of Robert McCammon or Ernest Klein, you know, or maybe Stephen King himself, if you are somebody that knows how to reach out to them, send me their contact information and I'll get them on the show. We'll see what happens. You never know. But <laughs> uh, You know, it could be the late night. It could be the long hours. I don't know. I'm feeling a little loopy tonight, but uh, hang in there. We're going to get through this together. Anyway. But use any of those methods, reach out to me, even if you don't have any of that kind of stuff. If you just want to reach out and say hello, uh, that, uh, you know, you want me to, you don't know who wrote it, but you have a book that you like and you want the author to come on. Hey, let me know about that. You know, I'm open to anything. Uh, just reach out and contact me and uh, I'd love to hear from you. It's been fun lately. I've had a few emails, a few messages from fans, and uh, I just love talking to all of you. So keep them coming. Uh, if you are listening to us on iTunes or anywhere out there, wherever you're listening to us, don't forget to like us, to rate us, and subscribe so you don't miss out on any episodes, because that's the fun thing about this show, is week to week, you never know what kind of author and what kind of story you're going to get. 
whether it's vampires one week to the next week you're hearing about angels the next week you're hearing about angels and vampires you're hearing about uh you know this week you got a guy talking about high school football uh, you know it's you never know what's going to be on the show from week to week and so you don't want to miss out on what could be your next favorite author hit that subscribe button and then let me know that uh that you're a fan Hey, uh, I do want to take a second and make sure and thank our sponsors. As always, we got U-Store, all of Warrensburg, Missouri, the premium spot for any kind of self-storage that you, if you need something stored for any length of time, uh, you need to contact U-Store all. Whole place is fenced in. It's gated. More than 40 cameras recording 24 hours a day. Check them out at ustoreall.net. That is the letter U-S-T-O-R-A-L-L dot net. I also want to give a big shout out and thank you to Podcast Garden. They are our host site for my show and many other shows just like us. Uh, and if you are interested in creating your own podcast, if you've got an idea for something that you want to talk about, something you want to do, Podcast Garden is the place to go because you can start off that first month for free. So check it out, podcastgarden.com. Well, we're going to be back here in just a couple of minutes with today's guest. It's uh, Chris Daly. He is an entrepreneur, teacher, father, coach, husband, and an everyday student, a student of life, I think would be a better way to put it. Uh, he is an entrepreneur in every aspect of the word. He was fascinating to talk to. Uh, he's got some really great stuff to, to share with you, and you don't want to miss on his sample chapter. We're going to be right back with that after this brief message. Jason here. Hey, I wanted to take a minute and share with you a very special event coming to Kansas City September 6th and 7th. It's called the Show Me Your Books KC Convention. With a mix of 60, yes, I said 60, traditionally published and any authors in attendance, you don't want to miss this amazing two-day event. Can't go to both days? That's all right, because you're going to get in for free on Saturday from noon to 3 to meet and greet the authors, you can pick up their books, get your picture with them. But keep in mind, if you only do that, you're going to miss out on the VIP experience. Get your special VIP tickets online at the showmeyourbookskc.com website, and you'll be part of the Friday kickoff with dessert and drinks and a beer and barbecue later. Also, you'll get to have breakfast with the authors Saturday morning, followed by a one-hour VIPs-only time slot with the authors. Later Saturday night, there's a 1920s-themed farewell ball. You don't want to miss out on that. Best part about the whole thing, you know, books aside, authors aside, best part is that Show Me Your Books KC has partnered with the Dream Factory and created a raffle that runs throughout the event. All proceeds go towards helping Dream Factory that makes dreams come true for terminally and chronically ill children. Go to showmeyourbookskc.com for more information or follow the links in the show notes. Now back to your show. Hello, everybody. It is another episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast. Today, I am reaching down to Texas to shake hands with Chris Daly. How you doing, Chris? Welcome to the show. I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. So, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I see here you're your self-described teacher, father, coach, husband, and student, and quite the entrepreneur. So tell us a little bit about yourself. 
gosh, I don't know how much time you have, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm I'm a little bit of everything. My 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 passion though is Texas high school football, and um, in that vein, I run a website called LoneStarGridiron.com, which is the the leader in Texas high school football news and information and. And over the past almost 16 years, um, the reason I think why the site has grown so huge, not, not just because Texas high school football is such a big deal, but, but because during that time, we have yet to do one story that's negative. We're not interested in the story when the local quarterback gets busted for pot. That, that doesn't help anybody. Whereas some of the competition out there will do anything for clicks. We're, we're cheerleaders for the sport. We're cheerleaders for what it does for a community, the good things that, that surround high school football. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Yeah. That I, I like that. And through all of this, you've also been doing, uh, or you've been doing some writing. Yeah, definitely. This, this book, um, one of like, I guess four books now, uh, Three that are out, one I'm working on. This this one is called All I Need to Know I Learned from My Texas High School Football Coach. And the subtitle of it is A Handbook of Wisdom for Parents, Young People, and Yes, Even Coaches. And um, I was at the Texas High School Coaches Association Coaching Convention two years ago and having a conversation with coaches about all the good things that come from not only football, but organized sports and how it teaches so many great life lessons like hard work, discipline, pride, poise, class, teamwork, accountability, decision-making, leadership. It, it, does, it has so many good aspects to it. And I was having conversations and thought, you know, I need to make this into a book. So that's what I did. And uh, it came out the end of last year. And so far, you know, the reception has been great. Well, you know, and it's it's a fantastic idea, uh, the the whole concept behind it. I mean, there's something about football that is that irresistible bonding experience between, uh, well, in my case, it's been a father and son uh, thing. Mm -hmm. You know, my, my father, uh, when I got into football, my father, he took me under his wing, showed me about blocking and, and doing things and, and so that was great we got to do a lot of, of uh, activities outside and i took that with me onto the gridiron and then as i as i got older i had my own kids at the same thing with my oldest son who was really into football and and now he comes he still comes over to our house every sunday for kansas city chiefs football sorry but you know that, that's <laughs> us <laughs> but i mean we you know that's still that that's that irresistible pull every every week for us you know to talk football talk about that and it's that commonality that we've got and and yeah i can remember uh back uh well my my high school football coach changed my senior year and doggone if i can remember his name now but i do remember the assistant coach who eventually took over uh, rothrock and yeah that guy was just amazing yeah i tell you there's there's so many stories i hear and it's usually maybe not the high the head coach it is some assistant coach someone who showed you know, some interest, paid some attention, and, and really got to know you as a, you know, developing young man, because it's a crucial time for these these men when they're, you know, they're fighting with all this teen angst and all the problems of the world, trying to figure out who the heck they are, 
And I just found that this sport, unlike any other, like I said, teaches all those valuable lessons. If you think about it, it's the only sport I can think of where a player can play his entire career, junior high, high school, if he goes on to college, pro, or whatever, and never touch the ball. You mm-hmm. know, basketball, everybody touches the ball. Baseball, everybody touches the ball. Volleyball, tennis, they all, but not in football. You, you're a lineman. Your job is to help somebody. That's it. You're helping. Yep. <laughs> That's right. And without it, you know, those those quick little uh, rabbits, they don't score. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely right. Were, were you a lineman? Did you play? No, I did play. And uh, I was a wide receiver and cornerback at a tiny little school so that, you know, we, we had so few people that we had to play both ways. And, uh, you know, I, I tell you, from the time I played the game, you know, went on to, to do some coaching, went on to do some officiating. Um, I just, I fell in love with this game. And and you'd think it's because, oh, I really want to watch touchdowns scored and stuff like that. But, but you walk into a high school stadium, and I tell you, I get goosebumps because you have <laughs> grandparents sitting next to parents, sitting next to grandbabies, and they're all cheering or either the same thing, their hometown team. It's it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, I I love talking about this. I want to come back to it, but let's talk a little bit. We, you've got a few other books as well. Uh, there's uh, Escaping a Manipulative Relationship. Now, where did this come about? This is really fascinating. Well, that, that came about from uh, my – I double majored in college. One is uh, exercise physiology because I was going to go coach. <laughs> the other was psychology, and and that always interested me, is how people or why people do things. And in my life, I knew somebody who was in a relationship like that and spent a whole lot of time trying to help her through that. And all the research I did in that is what led to writing that book. It was It was more for her than anybody. That sounds amazing. Nice. Well, that's I love it. And then uh, let's see here, going through your list here, you get the student athlete social media playbook. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. That that would definitely yeah, be handy with a yeah, lot of parents. That one came about by working with the high school coaches association. Mm-hmm. Um, they had asked me to speak about it because I, I have a, a marketing company and I was going around teaching this stuff anyway. And you'd see these examples where. Some kid would go to college and he'd spout off on Twitter some racist comment or some, you know, drug related comment and he'd lose a scholarship. And mm. we're talking three, four hundred thousand dollar value is being lost because yeah. they say something stupid. Yeah. So that's really all that's about is one, what the heck you should do on social media, mm-hmm. two, how you can get in trouble, and, and more importantly, for schools and coaches how to control that stuff and how to make sure what's going on and, and keep tabs on it. Yeah. That's some vital information right there, Yeah, man. Uh, and, and not just for the, not just for the, the parents and the, the coaches, the, you know, every, all the adults, but for the students as well. I mean, that's something that when, when you're at that age, you don't realize how far reaching 
your actions can can uh, can do. Yeah. So wow, that's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> and then of course you got your lame jokes book, which <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing by the uh, the one on the front here, this is a lot of dad jokes. Oh yeah, basically that, that's basically <laughs> what it is. You know, I've I've been on Facebook for several years posting a joke a day, and you know I just find the corniest ones I can. And some people call them dad jokes. I just call them lame jokes. But uh, you know I think the corniers are better. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. I know a lot of people that will probably want to jump on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, so now, uh, and then you also do a podcast uh, that was, it, it's really fascinating because this was the number five podcast ever. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that that's one of many. I've been doing podcasting since it started, but the very first one I did is called Lone Star Gridiron, which was uh, the, I guess, the, the seed that became the high school football website. And it was just, at the time, it was just me and my friend who I played junior high and high school football with. You know, it was a way for us to get into games for free. <laughs> and, you know, and next thing you know, it's 15 years later, and, you know, we're being asked to, to do television pieces and, and all kinds of stuff. It's, it's crazy. But uh, it's a passion piece that, uh, you know, I wouldn't trade. <laughs> you know, but that's something... It... Whether you're a podcaster or a writer, it's that is some really it's a really good thing to do is to you've got an authority. You know, if you're doing what you do and you're doing it well, because uh, you got some passion behind it and you do it with authority, people are going to recognize that. And it's I think it's just the natural progression for people to start bringing you in and wanting you at events and and other things. And that's really awesome that that's working out so well. Yeah, and I and I have to tell you. Um, from the history of podcasting, when it first started, it was just a few of us going, hey, what, you know, what can we possibly do with this? But it really grew into this movement to be the media. Because if you, you know, now everybody growing up with every bit of social media, YouTube, you know, streaming, all kinds of stuff going on, Instagram, they're used to that. But back then, you had no opportunity to get your voice or your vid video heard by anybody. Mm -hmm. So it was revolutionary. And, uh, you know, I think I kind of view us old timers as kind of the founding fathers of this insanity that you see now. <laughs> That's great. Well, so let's, uh, we'll get back into uh, your, uh, your, your book and then, well, actually, what are you working on now? Can you, can you talk about that? I know you told me off before we started here, but is there, are you able to talk about what you're working on now? Well, no, I really can't right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've been sworn to secrecy at least as far as it, it goes to uh, you know publicly. Yeah, but it'll be coming. So yeah, for the listeners, uh, he has another book in the works. It's super secret, and it's coming soon. So stay tuned. <laughs> Make sure that you are following uh, Chris Daly. Uh, where where can people follow you? Um. Well, I, my my name is so unique, spelled D-O-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. Literally, you can just type Chris Daly in, on Google, and you'll find me all over the place. I'm on Facebook, on Twitter, on you know Instagram, you name it. Uh, you can you can go to writingwiththewindowdown.com, 
that's my blog that's been around for you know dozens of years <laughs> but uh that that's probably the the home site all right fantastic and then any other of your instructional books any others planned um yeah i've, I've tossed a few around right now but again i don't want to announce any because you know I've, I've probably got a half dozen that are partially written that if i announced them you know it'd be like <laughs> dude you've been talking about that one forever Oh, I, I know the feeling. Yeah, I <laughs> I announced my first my first book. I announced it two years ago. That yep, this will be nice. coming out this summer, and then the next year I announced it again. Okay, this time for real, and then finally <laughs> it came out this year. So <laughs> I know the feeling. But like you were saying off off air, at some point you just got to do it, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yep. Well, all right. So all I need to know I learned from my Texas high school football coach this this sounds amazing uh, can't wait to get a little bit into this make sure you're hopping over to uh, follow Chris and uh, his writing with the windows down the blog and stay tuned for what he's got coming soon because it's going to be exciting and uh, I can't wait so Chris thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, without further ado ladies and gentlemen here's Chris Daly Nice. Uh, first, I'm going to just read a little bit of the intro to set the scene, and then I'll read a, a section of, of one of the lessons you learn being poised. So, Today's society is all about rights and privileges. Athletics, however, is about obligations and responsibilities. The trend of everybody plays, everybody wins, has a short-term goal of boosting Johnny's self-esteem, but the long-term effect of discounting the work and effort that go into improving oneself. It is in this effort that character is forged. It is in this effort that people become accountable to themselves and others. It is in this effort that young men of character are developed. Participation trophies are not only worthless, but teach our kids exactly the wrong lessons. If you want a trophy, you should earn it through hard work, perseverance, teamwork, and yes, even luck. Life is not fair, and winning doesn't always go to the best player, or even the hardest worker. It sounds harsh, but it is a valuable lesson. Giving a child a trophy without having really earned it misses a great opportunity to teach lessons about not only hard work, but about disappointment and frustration. This experience will make it easier when they don't get into that college they wanted, or miss out on that promotion. By awarding trophies to everyone, you rob them of extremely valuable life lessons. Too many parents, in an attempt to protect their children, rob them of those learning and growing opportunities. Rather than helping your child to become resilient, you teach them to be fragile and train them to have trouble dealing with setbacks. Parenting is not about swaddling your child in emotional bubble wrap. It's about helping them grow into strong, resilient adults that can do the same for their children. The family unit used to provide a lot of character development and growth, but forces in society have decimated the family. This family is needed now more than ever. You have divorce rates through the roof because everything in society teaches young men and women not to stick through things, not to work hard at things like relationships, but to be selfish and to put their needs and wants ahead of their spouse. Only by continually putting your spouse ahead of yourself does a marriage work. It is a give and take. At times, a husband 
let's put his wife's needs ahead of his, and at times she will need to put him first. As long as both focus on what is best for the other, not only does a marriage work, but it flourishes. It is under these circumstances that it thrives and becomes a source of growth and learning for the children involved. Again, don't jump to the conclusion that it is my stance that there are no good marriages anymore. If your mind is headed in that direction, you are most likely reading this bent on finding fault. There are great marriages still despite the pressure from society. There are parents who do an amazing job in transforming their children into valuable contributors to this world. What is undeniable, however, is that they are getting fewer and further between. It is not just the family that is under attack. Football itself is under attack, and it's got a lot to do with the media. Liberal media simply doesn't like football. They don't like tradition. They don't like traditional things. And they want to put down traditional things. And of course, in Texas, there's nothing more traditional than Texas high school football. They use the stories about things like concussions as evidence of why we should do away with football. But according to many reports, football is behind things like bicycles and skateboards for the number of concussions per participant. What values are taught on bicycles and skateboards? These are some of today's realities, and this book will speak to each of those segments. It will show how athletics and Texas high school football in particular provide a much-needed source of development for today's youth. All right, now I'm going to skip to the section on poise and give you a little bit of that. Poise has been described as grace under pressure. It implies self-confidence and maintaining composure during stressful situations. It can be as simple as staying calm in a traffic jam, being polite to someone who has just slighted you in some way, or even remaining focused in an emergency. As an example, we could be taking a road trip along the highway somewhere in the middle of deep west Texas. We could be chatting for hours, laughing, sharing heartaches, singing along with the radio, or complaining about politicians. We spin out of control and roll the vehicle into the ditch, and you will learn more about me in the 10 seconds following that accident than you did in the first four hours of that long drive. You will see how I handle adversity. You will see if I have poise or if I lose my head. Poise is taught in Texas high school football each time something unexpected comes up. And that happens in every single game. There's two minutes left in a game. You have the ball with a three-point lead. You simply need to run the ball, run out the clock, and win the game. Suddenly, the running back fumbles, and the other team picks it up, running it into the end zone. Just like that, you're losing by four. That is when poise comes in. You can't curse, toss your helmet aside, and throw up your hands. There's nothing to be gained from losing your cool. It won't help the situation, and it will likely make it worse. The offense needs to get ready because now you've got a minute and a half to drive the length of the field and score. Every position in football teaches poise as every position has someone that is trying to stop them from accomplishing their plan. Think of the defensive lineman whose job it is to run in and sack the ball carrier behind the line. There's an offensive lineman across from him who has a plan to stop that from happening. 
Within a fraction of a second after the ball is snapped, the defensive lineman's plan is under assault. Should he get mad, start cussing, just quit? Of course not. He is trained for this. He knows that he cannot control what the other guy is going to do, so he adjusts his plan quickly and without unnecessary emotion. Does it always work? Nope. In fact, most of the time it doesn't. In fact, out of 100 or more plays in the game, there are usually only a few sacks per team, often none. And at no time did any player know exactly what was going to happen on the next play. That is a whole lot of practice dealing with stressful situations and practice maintaining their poise. Quote, the key to winning is poise under stress, end quote, by Paul Brown. Poise is more than just not losing your head. It's a quiet confidence when facing an obstacle. You see teams that will get all fired up, scream and shout, do a dance, play loud music, anything to get them stoked and ready for the game. You also see teams that stand tall, face their opponent, and exude faith that they are better prepared and better able to handle any situation that comes up. That can scream louder than any boombox. Confidence that you have done the work and are secure in the plan can be the difference between winning and losing. Every play ever drawn up is designed to make a touchdown. The difference comes down to who has a better plan and who executes that plan. Staying focused and executing the plan is poise. How does this happen? How do coaches suddenly take emotional teams charged with hormones and get them to not lose their minds and their cool for a three-hour football game? Practice is for much more than just learning plays. Repetition develops skill. The more reps a player has in practice that simulate game situations, the better able he is to deal with things that come up. As the skill fundamentals become second nature, the mind is free to find solutions to situations because the body performs those skills on autopilot. Concentration. When coaches see a player losing focus in practice, they correct it by teaching them to learn from the mistake, to put it behind them and get it right. Staying in the moment also allows the player to better deal with the unexpected. Breathing. Coaches teach things with repetition because it helps in so many areas. If a player has done the same move 1,000 times, the breathing is the same, and it too becomes second nature. Being consistent stops the unexpected from taking the breath away and causing things to speed up emotionally. Confidence. With consistent reinforcement that a coach trusts in their abilities, the athlete gains confidence in himself. This confidence is instrumental in maintaining poise during tense situations. By the time a player graduates from high school, they may have played in over 200 games, going back to junior high, peewee, etc. If they were in for one quarter of the plays during that span, we're still talking about over 5,000 plays and tens of thousands of reps in practice. That will build confidence, and that confidence will manifest itself in poise during stressful situations. As a grown man, they will have the chance to display that poise. It might be in an unfortunate situation. It might be in a car accident that your kids are involved in. It might be in a divorce situation. You must have the poise to keep your head and to think logically and do the right thing. This sport teaches that.
And there you have it. That was Chris Daly reading a sample chapter from his novel, All I Need to Know I Learned from My Texas High School Football Coach. You know, it, it's just, you never know how you're touching somebody else's life, whether you're an author or a football coach or a teacher or just being a friend. You definitely want to get out there and check out Chris Daly and the rest of his work. Uh, follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, his website, writingwiththewindowsdown.com. Don't forget to follow us, like us, share us, subscribe, and we will see you back again next week with another author, another story, and another sample chapter. Bye.